Well, good morning and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a Vision for You Big Book Study. My name is Anita J, and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater from Massachusetts. And today is Tuesday, March 19th, 2019, and this is the 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time meeting. Today we are reading from the big book, and we are in Bill's story, and we are on page 14, the very first paragraph which begins, simple but not easy. Comments on that paragraph only. Today's readers are for the 12 steps, Javi K, the 12 traditions, Katie G, and the readers of the text are Rebecca F, Jason S, and our handy dandy backup Allison L. The share ID numbers for Monday, March 18th, are for the 7 a.m. meeting is 12,670, 12670. And for the 10 o'clock a.m. meeting is 12,672, 12672. Our newcomer greeter will be Naomi B. And for the 8 a.m. hostess, we have Tessa Q. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who through shared experience, strength, and hope are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members, and we are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose, OA's fifth tradition states, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At A Vision for You Big Book Study, our message is that people who suffer um, can recover. What did I do here? Oh, trust me, you can recover through the um, practice of, of the OA program. To share, press star one to unmute. And once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass. Then press star one to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speakers should be muted. So today we resume our study of the big book. I have skipped a page, forgive me. And I don't know what I did with it. 
But I do know that to be a leader, you must have one year of abstinence. And for readers of the text, it's six months. And there is no uh, requirement of abstinence uh, to share. However, your share should be directly related to what is read. So today we are resuming our study of the big book and we are on page 14, the very top of the page, one paragraph only, beginning with simple but not easy. And I will now ask Rebecca F. to get us going. Thank you, Rebecca. Anita, did we hear the 12 steps and 12 traditions? Oh, my goodness. I have lost the page. <laughs> oh, my dear <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, please, thank you for saying that. I wonder where I think I'm going this morning. Javi, dear lady, would you please read OA's 12 steps for us? Sure. Good morning, Anita. Good morning, everyone. My name is Javi Kay. I am a recovered compulsive overeater from Brooklyn, New York. The 12 steps. One, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, continued to take personal inventory and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Eleven, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. Twelve, having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you for letting me do service. Have a great day, everyone. Thank you, Javi. And now I'm asking Katie G to please read OA's 12th edition. Good morning, Anita. Katie G, Recovered Compulsive Overeater in Boston. Thanks so much for your service. The 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends on OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting OA, excuse me, other groups or OA as a whole. Five, 
Each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise. Less problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. 10, Overeaters Anonymous have no opinion on outside issues, hence the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. 11, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need to always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, film, television, and other public media of communication. And 12, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you for allowing me to be of service, and I pass. Thanks so much, KDG. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature and then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we're discussing and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star one to unmute. Once you're done sharing, let us know by saying pass. Then press star one to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speakers should be muted. So today we are resuming our study of the big book and we are uh, on the top of page 14, the very first paragraph, which begins simple but not easy. And Rebecca F., would you please read that for us? Good morning, Anita. Good morning, everybody. It's <laughs> Rebecca. I'm a compulsive overeater from Connecticut. Simple but not easy. A price had to be paid. It meant destruction of self-centeredness. I must turn in all things to the Father of Light who presides over us all. Okay, I forgot to get my timer ready. Um, So this is Rebecca, and I am thinking about how I basically wanted to have my cake and eat it too. That was my mission in life. And uh, it got to the point where I was so miserable that I um, checked out OA and found all of you. And you recovered lovely people, um, welcomed me and uh, showed me a way to live that 
was totally not on my radar screen because I was selfish and self-centered and didn't even know it and um, enlightened me about that by virtue of presenting the the simple spiritual toolkit uh, that you laid at my feet. And um, I learned uh, to trust God, clean house, and help others. It sounds so simple. It is simple. Uh, The word simple is in the big book uh, numerous times. And um, so is the word, and simply is in the book numerous times too. So altogether, it just keeps showing up. I think Bill is trying to drive home a point that um, this is a simple program for complicated people. And if we just um, follow the directions as they're written, instead of um, twisting it into what we think it should be or want it to be or think we know better than Bill, um, we, it, can be, um, it can be simple. You know, it is simple if we keep it simple. And um, no, it's not easy because we have to abandon our old ideas and um, make way for new ideas, and it requires um, reducing our um, self-centeredness and um, or destroying having our self-centeredness destroyed, and um, trusting and relying on a higher power that um, is all new to me, relatively new to me, and we turn our will and our lives over to the care of God and uh, God does take care of us. That is my experience. Um, even though I, prior to this program, I didn't know from God. And with that, I'll pass. Well, thank you so much, Rebecca F. And now if you haven't shared uh, in the last two days, please feel free to give me your name. Tina S. Tina Maria S. Maria P. Maria P. And who's the W? Sandy W. Sandy W. Nakifa H. Nakifa H. Nakifa H. Karen K. And Karen K. Let's go with this nice lineup. Um, Mike Tina, W. I'll put you in, Mike, but this line is getting big here. Tina, Kelly, Maria, Sandy, Nikifa, Karen, and Mike. All right. Tina, please begin. Thanks so much, Anita. Tina S., Recovered Compulsive Eater, Anorexic in Florida. Wow, what a great paragraph. You know, but one of the things that I know is there, in the prior two paragraphs, there's work to be done. You know, a price had to be paid. And, you know, thank you, God, that I was willing, that I became willing to pay the price. And that's the destruction of self-centeredness, you know. And and sometimes when I read some of the stuff in the book, I think, oh, it's taking me back to my religion. And one of the things that I had to know that it tells me that I can 
you know, have my own conception of God, a power greater than myself that restores me to sanity, whom I turn to. And, you know, and I got to get out of my, my way. I got to get out of my own way, you know. And, there's, and they, what they talk about is that, you know, the thing is that I have to work the 12 steps of Alcoholics Anonymous. I have to have a psychic change that allows me to be somebody different and to do things differently and to behave differently, all this stuff. And that, I'm, and that I must turn it all over to a power greater than myself. You know, when I first got here, I didn't really want any of that stuff because I thought, you know, I knew best for me and for you. And what I learned is I didn't know best for anyone. And then I stood in my own way and given the opportunity one day at a time to be free of the food first, because if I'm not, I'm not willing to do much of anything, you know, to be free of the food, you know, and to look for direction and then to follow that direction. You know, people took me through the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous and I watched what they did, not only what they said. And so today, you know, I'm trying to do more than what I say. And, and that's a challenge in, in of itself. But again, it says simple but not easy. And I love that it was talked about. We are complicated people, you know, and, and if I can, I will try to complicate it. And the best news for me today is to rely on a power greater than myself and to keep it simple. And with that, I will pass. Thanks. Thanks so much, Tina S. Kelly, Kelly S. Yes, you are up. Hey, this is Kelly S. Recovered in Oklahoma. So glad to be on the line this morning. And um, I think it's important that, you know, this paragraph comes after the promise we read earlier uh, yesterday about we're going to get a new relationship with this higher power that's going to give us a way to do all the elements of a way of living we've never done, right? And so um, simple but not, not easy and a price had to be paid. And it tells us later on in the book that, uh, you know, self-centeredness and selfishness is the root of my problem. And roots go deep, especially an oak tree, and that's what mine are like. So what's going to take? You know, it's not myself that's going to get me out of self-centeredness. It's I must. And here's one of the must of the big book. I must turn in all things, all things, not just the food thing, because the food thing, the weight thing, the bulimia, my exercise, all that stuff is not the problem. I'm putting that stuff down so that I can learn how to do this life thing different. So I don't have that built up of human emotion that we hear about. So I have to turn to all things to the Father of Light. You know, my higher power speaks to me through you guys in the literature. And right now I'm reading through the big book and the, uh, the stories and the pioneers and in the vicious cycle, God said, I'm like, Zach, my higher power spoke to me yesterday. And this guy did my story, right? He comes in, he gets sober, he sees everybody else has a thinking problem and a feeling problem. He sees they're kind of screwed up, but he's able to stay sober on the fellowship. AA hadn't actually been named yet, but he is able to stay uh, sober on the fellowship. And he's carrying the message. He's using all his tools, okay? But he's not too cool on this God thing. He doesn't need the God thing, you know, his self-centeredness. He's got this figured out. So, of course, he drinks again, and it's his despair, his desperation, his loneliness. It's not his drinking that drives him into looking at the faith, you know, and he talks about, I just had to share this because it was kind of a cool, is it odd or is it God? But yesterday my reading was, my brilliant agnosticism vanished, and I saw for the first time that those who really believed, or at least honestly tried to find a power greater than themselves, were much more composed and contented than I had ever been. And they seemed to have a degree of happiness I had never known. So today I have a degree I have neutrality with food, which is awesome, but I turn 
I do turn to all things now to the Father of Light so I can get this destruction of self so that I can learn, as the paragraph before said, that I can have this element of a way of living which answers all my problems today, my living problems, so that things don't build up, so that I don't finally have to say, I can't do it anymore. Eating is a step up, right? I don't look for ease and comfort in God. I mean, I do look for it in God. Good Lord. I look for it in God today. I look for it in these steps. I don't look for it in food. And so I am so grateful that I am willing. And it's hard. It's hard. But my disease was so hard. And this has a lot better payoff. And it's just so much more. I do have a way of living today I never thought possible. With that, I pass. Thank you, Nita. Hey, thanks, Kelly. Uh, we're on the top of page 14, Simple But Not Easy, if you got on a little late. All right, Maria P., you are up. Good morning. Thank you so much for your service, and thank you for this beautiful reading. It inspires me so much. I am thinking about self-centeredness and how self-centered I, I, I was, how much it mattered to me, the way I look and and uh, and whatever was going on with my body every single day centered on that centered on the food in my refrigerator like if there was scarcity like in my childhood which there is is, is not true anymore operating entirely from an ego level not in uh, operating from a spiritual level uh, in a level where there is abundance there is love there is acceptance and right in front of my window there were people suffering from mental illness and I have years and years of training in, in that area and it never occurred to me to take care of them because I was so obsessed of, with my own body issues and, and the way I looked and so on and and that's not true anymore. The program is actually simple and the program is actually easy whenever I manage for 24 hours not to operate from that space of ego but I connect with something a power greater than myself that and that I find that father of light image so absolutely beautiful. My higher power is not a deity, it's a higher self, but it is so helpful to have an image and to have a, a, some projection to pray for has been incredibly um, a, a factor of growth for me. But what matters is, is the thing that it says here in this in this uh, paragraph that I need to get away from my own self-centered and 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 the, and the food and the, it was was nothing for me it was just a symptom. The self-centered was the thing, like imagining that everybody's looking at me. How self-centered is that? How self-centered is it that the people that connect with me are going to, instead of look at my soul, they are going to look at the size of my hips? How ridiculous was that way of living? And instead, and, and nevertheless, I was living like that for years, decades. And, and completely obsessed, waiting every day and, and measuring. And, and the food now is, is what nourishes me, and that's all there is. And, and the decisions are, are made with love towards me. And then there is a lot of room and there are a lot of space to be of service. And that's the way I want to live my life. I always wanted it, and this disease was in the way. So I will pass with that with a lot of gratitude for the shares and for, for what I am receiving in this program. And um, thanks. I will pass. Thank you so much, Maria P. Sandy W., and then it will be Nikita H. 
Good morning, Anita. Thank you so much for your service. Um, this is Sandy W., gratefully recovered in Connecticut. You know, as I was reading this, this so powerful but brief paragraph, I was thinking about the price that I paid when I was active in my disease. You know, it affected my health, my marriage, you know, my ability to take care and raise my children. Really, every relationship um, that I was involved in. Um, was affected by that price of being a compulsive overeater. You know, the time it took and the effort and the attention, and then not to mention the actual cost, the actual money of all the food and exercise program and diets, you know. Um, it just made me, my disease, it cost me a lot, you know. So, so it really only seems fitting that recovery should come with a price too. And, uh, and yes, just as it says, it was hard, but I can't think of a more worthwhile purchase um, because it's reversing the damage in all those areas of my life. And the bonus, I mean, really, it's, it, it's, um, it's not just the bonus. It's the best part of it all. At no extra cost is that connection to a power who I cho- choose to call God, um, who really proceeds, presides over my life, um, making all those positive changes possible. You know, I so vividly remember a day, one of the lowest points in my marriage, where my self-centeredness truly rose above all, and my husband angrily shouted at me about how selfish I was. And I was so shocked. I mean, I couldn't even see it, nor would I take his word. Um, But now, having paid my dues by doing the work of this program, you know, as as, um, we talk about so often, beginning with entire abstinence and then working the steps, um, yes, you know, it felt hard at times, and um, this simple mind certainly needed the guidance from someone in whom the problem had been solved. But boy, that price, you know, it was by far the best purchase I've ever made. And believe me, I've done my share of shopping. So um, I'm going to just keep coming back and paying that price one day at a time with each of you. And I'm just um, so grateful to have, uh, have each of you to trudge this, this journey with. So thanks so much, and I'll pass. Thanks so much, Sandy W. Nikifa, uh, please go ahead, and then it'll be Karen. My name's Nikifa. I'm a compulsive overeater. Um, ooh, I love this part of the big book. It wasn't until recovery um, it was brought to my attention. I need to be careful with my words. Um, words have power. And um, that piece, I I always quote that piece, simple but not easy, a price had to be paid. Um, But clearly what I was forgetting is the next sentence that says, I had to turn in all things, all, to the one who presides over us all. And this is more proof to me that I have a living problem, right? This is not about the food right here. And um, I can think, you know, food is only mentioned in the first step. This is a living problem, and this goes back to me and how I was raised, and I can do what I want to do, and now I'm an adult, I can really do what I want to do, and that's just just not true. You know, I can remember saying that to my sponsor, you know, I do this because I'm an adult and nobody can tell me what to do, right? And she said, well, that's just irresponsible for you flying around doing and acting a fool, and simple but not easy. In recovery, I never say to anybody, it's easy. It's not easy. Simple, yes, but easy, it is not. Because if I'm turning in all things, oh, my goodness, right, all of that selfish, self-centered, I'm turning over my intimate life, my sex life, my 
everything, all things, right? But I don't know about you, but this compulsive overeater, there's some things I think I can handle. There's some things I don't think Bobby, who is my higher power, I don't, I don't think Bobby needs to be burdened with the small things. Kiefer will handle that, right? No, ma'am. Kiefer cannot handle anything. I can barely handle waking up and brushing my teeth on a daily basis. Um, so this program of Overeaters Anonymous, you know, it made me dig deeper and seek my higher power in ways I just wasn't willing to do before, you know, half measures. You know, I wanted to do a little bit of this and a little bit of that and not enough of what you people told me. You know, you all are my God, good, orderly direction, and your directions are what saved my life on a daily basis and the directions in that big book. So um, I'm just going to continue to work on this life problem I have. Thanks for letting me share. With that, I pass. Hey, Nakifa, thank you very much. Karen Kay, you are up, followed by Mike. This is Sharon Kay from Toronto. Can you hear me? Yes, thanks, Sharon. Um, yeah, I, I just love this short paragraph. Um, I really resonated with the price had to be paid and the destruction of self-centeredness. The truth is the price I have to pay is I have to be willing to let go of the coping mechanisms that I have developed over the years. I mean, I have developed all sorts of strategies and habits and mechanisms to protect me from things I feel vulnerable about, to, you know, protect me from financial insecurity, to, to protect me from people not liking me. And, you know, sometimes those mechanisms come into place and my motives can be very good. Recently, I had a uh, situation where we needed to take the business in a direction and it would mean that somebody else um, might be hurt. And, and I did things right in terms of kept him informed and he made his own decision to leave. And I had an agenda that we would maintain that relationship. And I was turning myself into a pretzel, trying to maintain that relationship. And the truth was that it was his. Whenever I have an agenda, I am working out of those coping mechanisms, and I am basically creating an unmanageable life. And it's only when I'm willing to let go of every single coping mechanism that I have put in place for myself, and I am completely neutral to whatever happens in life, that the magic unfolds. Thank you for listening. Well, thank you very much, Sharon Kay. Uh, Mike, what's the initial of your last name, Mike? Mike, you are up. Well, maybe he will... Who else would like to share while we're waiting for Mike? Can you hear me? Kim G. This is Larry. Larry. Naomi B. Madam. Naomi B. Madam. Jody EQ. Jody EQ. Leia S. Leia S. All right, let's 
let's go with this group. And I guess, Mike, have you come back? No? All right, Kim, please go ahead. Good morning. I just lost you, Kim. Can you hear me? I have a little man started talking again. Did you hear me? Oh, no, now I can, yes. Okay, okay. Um, good morning, everyone. My name is Kim G. And, uh, you know, I'm always struck with simple but not easy because I, I remember hearing that in the room for decades. But that's not the complete sentence. The complete sentence is simple but not easy. A price had to be paid. And what is that price? That price is the destruction of self-centeredness. You know, if, if I went to the, a local bookstore, if any left at this point, to look for the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous, I'd probably have to go to the, the self-help section. And that's the furthest from the truth, because this is not a self-help program. This is a self-abandonment program, that I need to have the destruction of self-centeredness. And I don't have to figure that out. How is this, the self destroyed? It's through the step process. In steps four through nine, in four and five, I, get, I find out, um, I look at my resentments, my fears, my sex conduct, and they're cast to one side. In six and seven, I discover my character defects. I'm selfish, I'm dishonest, I'm self-seeking, I'm frightened. They're cast to one side. And then in eight and nine, I look at the guilt, shame, and remorse of how, I, how I've treated other people, and that gets cast to one side. And that's how my self-centeredness is destroyed. And that I begin to practice an other-centeredness way of life in 10, 11, and 12. You know, life tells us, society tells us, if we are in trouble, get more. More money, more sex, more stuff. And the spiritual life is the exact opposite. i got to get rid of that stuff in order to get a connection with a higher power. You know, that I, my observation and my experiences, even when I try to do the steps, you know, I would say, oh, step four, i got to write all about me and tell you how poor little me. And then in step nine, I'm saying, oh, no, I have to make an amends to myself. I have to say that's not what the big book says, and the best amends you can make to yourself is just to do the dang steps. And then it, when something bad happens and I'm in recovery, I think, oh, no, no, I have to practice self-care. i got to drop my spontaneous because i got to think about me. That's the exact opposite of what the spiritual life is telling us. My problem is I always think of me. In step one, the food must die. In step three, I'm confronted with what is life like when it's based on the self. And I'm being asked to make a decision that that way of life must die. You know, I'm thinking I had a call from a sponsor yesterday that got fired. And I know society would tell me, oh, honey, don't worry about it. You just take care of yourself. You got this good time for you to practice self-care. But I'm a student of the big book, and what I told her was, you know what, this is going to give you some time, grab a couple sponsees, and get your mind off of you. And that is how I have found peace today, is to get my mind off of me and how I can be useful to others. And with that, I pass. Thanks so much, Kim G. was it working before. Who is this? Is this Mike? Yeah, it is. Sorry about that. Something happened with my phone and got a little weird, so I waited. I had to dial in again and wait for the last. Oh, to well, well, wonderful, wonderful. Go ahead, please, Mike. And what's the initial yeah, sorry of your about last that. name? Uh, Mike W. Yeah, sorry, I'm, I'm technologically challenged sometimes. Anyhow, my name is Mike W. I'm a compulsive overeater. Um, 
I like this this passage, you know, when it goes, one thing I've had to sort of learn for myself in this is that when they talk about self-centered fear, it's I, the book gives me a very specific definition of it. It's fear of losing what you have and fear of not getting what you want. I mean, for, for, for example, if I'm, I, I'll just sort of be candid. I have a fear of, I have vertigo. I have a fear of heights. I mean, maybe I could work with a therapist to get rid of it, but it's not specifically what they're talking about here. It's the kind of self-centeredness that makes me think of myself more than anybody else that isolates me from the world, that makes me feel like I'm a victim and is a real trigger for virtually every character defect I have. You know, whether it's anger or, you know, lust or anything else. So that's really kind of what, what they ask you to get, ask you to sort of be willing to be removed. And it's not something that I can do of my own accord. It's um, something where I have to sort of be willing to have something else come in. You know, for me to get rid of my own self-centeredness is kind of like trying to take a doctor trying to take out his own appendix. It won't work. I need something, you know, we all need something else, something greater than us to do it. And um, so by listening to people on the line and trying to connect and grow my program a bit, and, you know, use, use this, it, it's going to help me and hopefully help others accomplish this. So, you know, and right now I'm going through that in my life. There's been a lot of big changes. I mentioned on this line, you know, my mom passed and there's things changing around the family dynamic and how I am in the world. And, um, you know, it's it's up to me to just sort of be of service and not get into like what if this happens or what if that happens and what if I don't get what I want. You know, if, honestly, if I got what I wanted, I'd be dead at an early age probably when I was active. So thanks. With that, I pass. Well, thank, thanks so much, Mike. W. All right, Larry. Good morning, Anita. <clears throat> Good morning. How are you? Thanks so much for your service. Um, Larry Kay recovered this morning. You know, um, freedom is not merely, you know, reserved for the uh, the chosen few, the exceptional, if you will. Uh, no one can imprison your spirit. We, we, all, we all get this freedom, but we have to take some actions here. Simple but not easy, a price had to be paid. It meant destruction of self-centeredness. So I'm going to have to trudge through the, these steps and do the work. I'm going to have to trust the process. To trudge means to walk, you know, with heavy steps sometimes and often harsh conditions, and that's what working these steps does. I, I, you know, if there is a God, God's going to do the heavy lifting. I'm going to do the work. I'm going to row my boat. But the change is going to come as a result of me trusting and doing the work, taking the steps, and then God is going to change me, probably slowly in my case. Even in the direst of circumstances, freedom of spirit was available to me. I just didn't know it. I had to trust in the process. It, it was kind of mysterious, too. And, but we're, we're free to be able to love this life no matter what. I can, even in the harshest of circumstances. It's not always easy. And that one thing's for certain, when I was miserable... I couldn't do much with my life. I couldn't be of, of, of service to, to anybody, really. So I might as well choose to, to, you know, be happy, whatever my current circumstances, to the best of my ability, even while I'm walking through these steps, not really knowing. You know, that's the thing. It's unpredictable. We don't know what the trajectory is going to be. I'm not certain where this path is going to lead me exactly, you know. 
rather than being confined, you know, by judgment and fear and worry, Bill began to learn to trust and he began to learn to love and have compassion. And, and, you know, as we learned yesterday, he'd only been sober for a relatively short period of time when he began to feel this inner shift. He was paying the price, a realignment of sorts. He's being brought into alignment with the higher power of his own understanding. He wasn't special. And as he began to discover trust and freedom in himself, watch how he begins to share share this with others. We can't give away something that it doesn't exist. But as he changes, as God changes him, and he he does this work, watch how he changes, and he's able to bring something of service to others. That's why we're on the line this morning. We wouldn't be here if this program wasn't here. The work in the steps is really like an invitation to experience a new direction, right? A A new dimension of freedom. First, we put the food down. Then we experience just a glimmer of freedom And there's a freedom in starting anew, freedom from self-will. We're trying on a new coat. Thanks, Anita. With that, I pass. Thanks so much, Larry Kay. Yomi B., good morning to you. Hi, Anita. Good morning. Okay, well, (laughs) I had some great chairs this morning, absolutely. Well, I can't believe this. It meant destruction of uh, self-centeredness. See, I, when I think back of what my life was before OA, I, I didn't think it was self-centered. It was like I was the mother and that was it. I was in charge of everything. I knew best. Oh, my gosh. It's like a different person. I'm so transformed. It just, you know, life does not stop. It's one piece of crap after another. And I, I personally, personally, I must turn and all things to the Father of Light who presides over all of us, us all. Because it just, I, I'm just blown away. I'm blown away with, with how life just doesn't stop. It smacks you in the face whenever you turn around. Not every day, thank God. And you know what? It's like I find myself saying, okay, I'm going to sit back and I'm going to trust you. It's not my will, it's thy will be done. And work in the steps and work in the program and and eating my abstinent food instead of crawling into a hoagie and a bag of Doritos. I don't know how this is happening. I really don't. I'm so thankful that it does. And to to come to the stage of my life and to see that it's like, I'm not in charge anymore. And I know when I first hand that over to my higher power, it was like boulders coming off my shoulders. Because I, I had all the answers, eating, eating my way through everything. That's not the case today. It's so amazing. So if there's anyone that's out there that's struggling with the food, there really is a solution. There really is a solution. And I find the solution in this book, in the fellowship, and more importantly, with my higher power. And, of course, work in the steps. That's a given. So just hang in there, and you are worth it. If no one has told you today, you are worth it. You are worth having freedom. Thank you for allowing me to share, and I pass. Thanks so much, Naomi B. Madam, it's your turn, and then it'll be Jody E.Q. 
Good morning, Anita. Thank you for your service. Good morning, everyone. This is Madame, the compulsive overeater from New Jersey. I don't know about you, but in my base nature, when I'm in the food, I'm selfish, self-centered, egotistical, and if the world revolves around me, even when I'm not in the food, I'm still at that's my base nature that my sponsor told me. And, you know, I didn't like hearing that, but I had to come to terms that that's who I was. And I realize now that the wheelest way for me to change that is to dive into the big book and to call out and help other people. I made a lot of outreach calls lately just to get out of myself because even though I'm working on my recovery, I can get very into, I have to do this, I have to do this, get into the daily routine of doing things, and yet forget to give back to others and reach out to others, let them know I'm thinking about them and let them know I care. And uh, I'm doing this to people who are struggling because guess what? I wasn't not that far removed from that, you know, from struggling with the food, not too long at all. And I realized that for me, if I don't give back at least a little bit, and reach out to others, that I'm being just as selfish and egotistical as I was when I was in the food or even before I even came into program. I'm learning. It's a daily process. I'm learning to be a better person one day at a time. And it's a, it's a great, I'm starting to like myself for the first time in a long time. And you know what? I'll get to loving myself. But I realize that this is a program of action. I need to finish work on the steps and then hopefully become a sponsor. I will become a sponsor to help others. This is the, this is the great fact for me. You know, I want to get out there and give back because, like I said, my base nature is to be selfish, egotistical, and self-centered. And you know what? I do want to move beyond that. And with that, I pass. Thank you. Thanks so much, Matt. Jody EQ, and then it will be Leah S. Morning, Jody. Thank you. Good morning, Anita. Thank you so much. This is Jody EQ, a very grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater, anorexic, and bulimic in California. So a price has to be paid for this recovery that we all are talking about. What is that price that we have to pay? Well, I don't know about you, but I was raised, I believe, to think about what I wanted in life and how I could succeed, how I could be somebody, do something important. So I tried to figure out what that should be. I had my plans and my designs, but my higher power had a different idea. He gave me an eating disorder from an early age that had a way of messing up my little plans and my designs. And I really couldn't get very far in my ambitions with this eating disorder. So there is a solution, and I am recovered today thanks to these 12 steps, which require thought, time, and effort. They take attention every day, and that is the price that I have to pay for recovery. And these 12 steps get me out of that self-centeredness that the book is talking about. And they also get me to turn in all things to my higher power, the Father of Light, the Creator, whatever you want to call this higher power, however you can conceive of a higher power who presides over us all. So yes, the price has to be paid. I, I give up my little plans and designs that never got me anywhere anyway. And I find that when I do that, 
And when I pray for knowledge of God's will for us and the power to carry that out, but then I start to see progress in my life, start to see blessings, all kinds of blessings. And what, you know, it's at first I'm confused, like, well, what about my ambitions? What about my dreams? Well, if I put my recovery first, which means putting others first, then I get blessings that are beyond my wildest dreams and that I never even dreamed of. So it's a, it's a spiritual journey and there's no end to the progress that can be made. And I, for one, like so many others, are, am so grateful. Thank you so much. I pass. Thanks so much, Jody EQ. Leah S., you are up. Thank you so much, Anita. Thank you, everyone. Um, simple. Simple. Uh, it means um, willingness, honesty, humility. Simple can also mean sometimes one minute at a time. Simple. Very simple. Uh, the food first starts out very simple. I have my, my food very simple because it is what is sustaining me and it is giving me energy. But it's not easy. What is not easy? Change is not easy. Um, pain will be there. I will feel pain. I will continue to feel pain. There's a big difference in this. There's a real big, big difference because in the past I have felt the pain, but I, I knew my solution to that pain, to numb it. And now I'm going with it and I'm coming to understanding. The price, the price for all that for that neutrality and that 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 um, that that serenity, the price is all the steps, willing and and uh, uh, open-mindedness to what you're going to teach me in those steps, because those steps are going to get me through the simple, and it's going to get me to that neutrality. It also meant self-destruction. It, it, it means my ego, what I, what I uh, believe to be right, what I believe to do right, for certain to let go of my prejudices, of my assumptions, and, and, and definitely to have a little humility to listen. And then I need to turn it over to a power that is so great that it's not human. It's not possible for a human being to do whatever my power is doing. And for me, that is God. And that presides over us all. Because in the end, when you do experience that spiritual experience, you do understand there is a God. Is something so unique and so powerful. Thank you for letting me share. I pass. 
Thanks so much, Leah S. One more person. Katie T. All right, you have got it. Okay. This is uh, Katie T, Recovered Compulsive Overeater in uh, Greenville, South Carolina. Um, yeah, when it says a price had to be paid, well, if somebody tells me I've got to pay something, I want to know what I'm buying. And so I need to refer back to the last paragraph, which says, uh, I would enter upon a new relationship with my creator, and I would have the elements of a way of living which answered all my problems. And um, so that, that's what I'm willing to pay the price for. And when it talks about destruction of self-centeredness, you know, I thought back to when I would weigh and measure myself in order to determine my value and my worth. It's like if I was up in weight, uh, it was negative. I felt negatively about myself. If I was down, I was positive. But now, what I weigh and measure, I do weigh and measure something. I weigh and measure my food to practice honesty with, with myself. But more importantly, when I now weigh and measure, I, mean, I weigh and measure my words, my thoughts, my actions, so I can review how closely I'm keeping to God's will for me and, and to the press guidance of this program. My self-concept, I, don't, I no longer look to my physical appearance to determine you know, whether I'm okay or not because that means how I'm measured by other people as well as myself. More and more, it's based in knowing uh, that I'm a little person with a small life, in love with God and my fellows, and um, trying always to see how I can be of service to the best of my ability. All that old crap is still with me, the selfishness, the, um, the fears, they're all still there underlying, but when they rise up again, um, I, I no longer have to go and run and hide from those feelings. I can face them, walk through them, uh, with my God, with my fellows, and uh, the guidance of this program. I'm just so very grateful this morning and every morning I get up and don't have to turn to food to um, live this life, to solve the problems of this life. So thank you, God. Thank you, program. Thank you, fellows. And I pass. Well, thank you, KDT. We have two more minutes. Who would like it? Two more minutes. Margaret D. All right, Margaret, go for it. Um, good morning, everybody, and welcome to the um, Still Suffering Compulsive Eaters and the Newcomers. My name is Margaret D., and I'm, I'm gratefully recovered in Georgia. Um, when I think about the simple, not easy, um, the picture keeps running through my head over and over again. Um, Please correct me if I'm wrong. Um, I think it was Archimedes who said, give me, actually, I don't know who it was, but said, give me um, a lever and a place far enough to stand and I can move the planet, I can move the earth. Very simple, very, very simple. Easy? I don't think so. And so when I put that analogy in with this sentence about simple but not easy, to me, it's kind of funny. It's like, and I thought I could do this by myself. I thought that I could, you know, first of all, find the lever that was long enough to move an entire planet, and then I could find it. Well, you get the idea. It Again, for me, it just kind of brings up how much I am loved by my higher power, the 
the infinite power that my higher power has. And there's no wonder I can't understand it because it's infinite. So um, for today, I'm just very grateful and very happy that that um, that God loves me. And with that, I pass. Perfect. Thank you, Margaret. All right. Um, thank you to everyone um, who shared. And uh, please join us for a second unrecorded hour of study immediately following closing. The share ID for today, March 19th, Tuesday, March 19th, is 12,675. One, two, six, seven, five. And now we'll close with the reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. Would Jason S. please read a vision for you for us? Thanks, Anita. Jason S., gratefully recovered compulsive reader. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come. If your own house is in order, but obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then.